Um, so today we, we can greet each other with actually not the one blessing, our usual Shabbat Shalom, but there's actually, as Lou was saying and others, there's two other blessings that we can bless and greet each other with today. Uh, we know Shabbat Shalom. The other one is Kodesh Tov. Kodesh Tov, which means have a good month. And the other one is Aviv Tov, which means have a good spring. So today is the first day of biblical springtime. This has nothing to do with the spring equinox. And it's got nothing to do with the fact that spring actually started, I think it was yesterday, on our Gregorian calendar. But it has nothing to do with that. Um, it is the first month of the biblical year, as Lou and others were saying. So this is day one of month one, which makes today the day of the new moon. And the Hebrew word for moon is the Hebrew word for month. So it is a new month today. Um, it's interesting that people will say, like Val and Lou were saying, it's the new year. But I want to clarify that a little bit. Uh, in Scripture, it actually does not say when to tick up the year. So um, we're, we're used to month one being the new year. Um, because January 1st, what we're used to is the new year, and it's the new month, and it's the, the first month, and it's the new year. It doesn't actually mention that in Scripture, like when the year starts. Go ahead, Mark. Yes, it actually does. I was wondering if somebody's going to correct me. Go ahead. Tell me. It says in Exodus, this month shall be the beginning of months for you. The beginning of months, yes. It does say it's the first month. It does say it's the first month, but it doesn't speak about the ticking up of the counting of a year. Okay, because it's interesting that in Judaism, the ticking up of the counting of the year happens at the seventh month. And talk about confusing, but that's what happens in Judaism, where the beginning of the seventh month, which is the day of trumpets, is called traditionally Rosh Hashanah, the beginning of the year. Now, it doesn't say in Scripture that the day of trumpets is the beginning of the year, but I believe that there are some scriptural hints that that might be true, and I'm going to share about this very briefly. Um, Yeshua is coming back. He is establishing his kingdom on earth, and it's going to be a millennial kingdom. So it's going to be a 1,000 year reign here on earth. So that, I believe, will start the 7,000th year of creation. Okay? As it says, six days you shall labor, but the seventh is Sabbath. I believe that humanity kind of labors at it for 6,000 years, and the 7,000 years, like the, the millennial Sabbath. So that starts the, the reign of Messiah on earth. Okay? Um... We also know that Messiah is coming back at the sound of the trumpets, which is a foreshadow of this day of trumpets. So the return of the Messiah, which is the start of a year, the seventh, the six thousandth year, the seven thousandth, the six thousand, six thousand. Wait, yes, the six thousandth year, six to seven. So the seventh, seven thousandth year. <laughs> <laughs> 
It starts at that time, and that coincides with the day of trumpets, because we know that he comes at the sounding of the trumpet. So that leads me to believe that the day of trumpets is the day of the ticking up of the year, because when it ticks up to the year 6,000, that's when Messiah comes, because that's the beginning of the 7,000th year. <coughs> okay? If that makes any sense at all. But today is the beginning of spring. What happens in Scripture is that the, uh, the, the priests and, and the Sanhedrin, they would look for barley coming up from the ground. And all of a sudden, they would see barley coming up from the ground. And it's, it's like what we do now in our gardens, where all of a sudden we start to see something pop up. And when they see that, that is the signal that the next new month, the next new moon, is the beginning of springtime. Aviv, the Hebrew word for spring, is Aviv. And it's a wonderful, wonderful reality in that, because over the course of the winter, there is much depth. And there's not a lot of fruit to be seen, and there's not a lot of growth to be seen, and it's cold, and it's dark. But Adonai, in his goodness, has embedded his reality of resurrection, even into nature. So when the crops start coming up, and even in Israel, when the barley starts coming up, it is a promise of his resurrection. So whatever winter it is you may be going through, it is by design temporary. Because spring is always around the corner, and when it comes up, we start to see these things that were once dead, seemingly dead, all of a sudden start to manifest and, and, and push out of the ground. So even now, when we see all this snow on the ground, and we, you know, those of us that live sort of in the Boston area experience the most snow we've ever had, I think, ever, it is a constant reminder from Adonai that whatever it is that we are going through, whatever it is this darkness is, whatever it is our winter is, is temporary. And even if, yes, and even if it is unto death, even if whatever it is we're going through is unto death, even if it is a sickness or somebody that we love, even if it is unto death, embedded with this reality that in springtime it starts to come up again, is his reality of resurrection. Because even if it is unto death, the hope of the Bible is resurrection. So even for those who we have, we've lost and have gone to be with the Lord, and we're we're just we love the fact that you know they're with the Lord and they're no longer in any pain. They're with the Lord for all eternity. That's good news. I got even better news for you. They're coming right back up. They're coming right back up. The hope of the Bible is resurrection. We can get lost in the, when we die, we go to heaven type of thing. But the hope of the Bible is resurrection. So even those who have gone already, they're coming right back up. Bodily. Amen. It's an amazing thing with the snow that we see outside. I mean, it looks like there is no hope sometimes. Even today, you know, we went through this incredible winter of so much snow, and finally we start to see things, and we're like, I don't know, thank God, it's over. And then all of a sudden, last night and today, we look out the window, and it's snowing again, and it's a reminder of God's timing. 
that he's the one who is in charge of when this thing is over, when this winter is over, when the snow is over. But the promise of spring is always there. And today is the day of that promise. The first day of the first month. It is the beginning of the springtime, and it was as it was spoken, it's, it's when we set our sights on the spring festivals. Passover now starts the two-week countdown. So if you have not yet RSVP to our Seder, now's a good time to do it. In two weeks we celebrate Passover. And then it starts a 50-day countdown to Shavuot. So we are in the time now of the spring festivals. An amazing thing about the snow. When it covers the land and it's dark. And all we see is snow. And all we feel is cold. The promise of spring has been written in God's calendar, and nothing can stop it. This is why God's time starts in darkness. We tend as humans to look at sunrises and feel the encouragement, but the reality of God's calendar is that His day starts in evening. So when it gets dark, he is declaring a new day. Why? Because his declaring of a new day is a prophetic thing. Because we see darkness and we're like, I don't know, this is a tough time. All I see is darkness. It's at that time when he says, the day has begun. Because it's a prophetic thing. This is why the new months start when the sky is dark. For those that don't know, the beginning of a month starts when the moon is new, when it's completely dark in the sky. So we look at the sky and it's as dark as it will ever be over the course of the month. That is the time that Adonai says, new month. That's the time. He doesn't put his new month when it's a full moon, because that makes sense from a human perspective, because it's mostly bright at that time. He does put our festivals at full moon times, just so we don't trip on each other. But his promise of newness comes in darkness. When the sky is dark, after the sun has set, he's declaring a new day. And when you don't even see a moon that can shine in the night, when it's as dark as dark can be, that's when he declares his new month. So we see the snow and we feel even in our own lives the things that are causing us to shiver and causing us to be cold and causing us to not bear fruit. The things that cause us to not bear fruit, the things that cause us to feel cold, to feel fruitless, to feel hopeless, once the snow melts, all of a sudden, the same material, the same material that seems to be a curse on us, all of a sudden starts to melt. And it starts to nourish. And the root that is in the ground all of a sudden is nourished 
by what we were great against and wishing we just get the heck out of here, all of a sudden it starts to become nourishment. And the roots start to grow and get stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. Because you may think that there's no fruit, you may think that there's no life, and you may think you're in a place in your life where there's nothing good. But the root within you is very much alive. Very much alive. And He is the root. As it says in Scripture, Yeshua is the root of David. And He is unaffected by the snow above, by the external. But then all of a sudden, when God's calendar ticks, and spring is has come according to His divine time, these things that have been causing us to grow cold start to melt and, and, and come inside, and they wind up starting to make us stronger and feeding us. And that's a rough thing to, to, to think about, that the things that we're going through actually will make us stronger, will feed us. It's actually nourishment for the root. So hang in there. You may think it's over and then you wake up and there's more snow. But it's temporary. It's the same thing with the building of the Mishkan. We just got through the book of Exodus. And at the end of the book of Exodus, as we've been speaking about, the Mishkan, the tabernacle in the wilderness, is finally completed. The materials that went in to the building of the Mishkan, the tabernacle... <coughs> You're the tabernacle. The materials that went in, that they used, came out of Egypt. They didn't come into the wilderness and start to collect sand and make cement out of the sand. And they didn't start to chop down trees, you know, to do this type of thing. They brought the materials out of Egypt because this place that was a curse to them, when it was time for them to march out, which is this time on the calendar, spring, this place just dumped a whole lot of blessing on them. And it was the material that came out of Egypt, with that they, they took out of Egypt, when it's the building of the Mishkan. And that is so critical to understand that the things, that when we feel that we're in slavery, and we're enslaved, and we feel that we're going through tough times, it's those materials that are actually building materials. When it comes time to have Adonai build the tabernacle. So hang in there. Whatever it is going through, our divine calendar from the Lord has flipped to spring. Today. It doesn't mean that we are going through ends today. But it is a promise. 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 It's interesting that springtime in the scripture comes by sight. They wait until they see the barley come up. If they wait until they see it come up. So that means it could take a little more time. It might be some year. All of a sudden, like, where is it? It's late this year. So this, the, 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 the declaration of spring may be delayed, but it's coming. But it's coming. But it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's on the calendar.
It's on the calendar. Nothing can prevent it. This is why I love Shabbat. No matter what is going on, nothing will stop. Whatever's going on in space, where like the earth moves to the certain position where it looks like the sun is setting here, but whatever's going on, nothing will stop it. Nothing, tribulation will not stop this rotation of the earth or whatever is going on. Shabbat happens always. It's always there. Rest is always there, no matter what is going on. We just had a solar eclipse yesterday, coinciding with this first day of the first month. And I'm not a real end times guy. People around here know that. But we do know that we have our eyes on these lunar eclipses that are coming. Two weeks is the next one. That will be the third of the four of these blood moons that coincide with the Jewish biblical holidays. But whatever that means, and whatever happens, nothing stops out of nice calendar. Nothing. So tribulation can come into this world, but ain't nothing going to stop Friday night. And there ain't nothing going to stop the sun from setting, because whatever's going on with the earth and the moon and space, nothing's going to prevent it. No, whatever's going on here. So the promise of rest is unaffected. 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 So it is with the Lord of Shabbat that lives within you. He is unaffected by what's going on in the external. And according to his calendar, he's going to push out from the internal to the external. And he will manifest fruit. And there ain't nothing that can stop it. So today is a unique time on the biblical calendar. We just got done with the book of Exodus. The last chapter in the book of Exodus is Exodus 40. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, On the first day of the first month, you shall set up the tabernacle, the mishkan, of the tent of meeting. So then Moses takes all the materials that's been built and he puts it here and he puts it here and he sets the whole thing up according to the pattern. <coughs> and then it says <coughs> you shall take the anointing oil and anoint the mishkan and all that is in it and shall consecrate it and all its furnishings and it shall be holy. You shall anoint the altar of the burnt offering and all its utensils and consecrate the altar and the altar shall be holy and you shall anoint the labor and its stand and consecrate it. So this, today, 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 and you must understand something about the Jewish calendar. God sees today as today. Let me explain. When it says that when the people came to the mountain, which was on Shavuot, and he said it's not just people here, it's people not here as well. 
He was referring to everybody who was going to celebrate this holiday, Shavuot, Pentecost, across the generations. They were all there that day. Because the first day of the first month is that day on God's calendar. All the first days of the first month. So today, we are aligning with what happened in Scripture today, on this day. And today is the day that the tabernacle, the Mishkan, was anointed with oil. So today, on the day that Moses took anointing oil and anointed all the furnishings, I ask everybody to come up. Everybody to come up. Everybody to come up.